Hello, everybody out there. This is Nikki and Nicole, and we are up again with our wonderful podcast that we have for you guys today. We, of course, are always here to share our insights and our experiences on this podcast as entrepreneurs, certified health coaches, former school administrators, and of course, human beings, of course. We are not medical professionals, so please consult your doctor, your therapist, your OBGYN, or another medical you know, team member to determine the best path to support your physical and your mental health. So welcome. Welcome to everybody out there today. So we have, I feel like, a really awesome topic today. And this topic is about sustaining ourselves in the rinse and repeat moments, oh mercy, of life. So let's get into this topic. Let's talk a little bit about it. I know that Nicole and I have had some major challenges here, some shifts and changes that we would love to share with you guys on what this looks like moving through life in our journey. And so with that being said there, Nicole, why don't you talk to us about any insight, any amazing experiences that you've had here that you can enlighten us? Come on, girl, bring it home right here. Well, Nikki, as always, so good to be with you again this week. And to our listeners, we're so glad that you're here. Um, we started talking about this <clears throat> several weeks ago, just in our, in our own conversations, like, does it feel as though a similar lesson keeps showing up or something that we thought we had sort of resolved or answered or learned from or whatever it was. And it got us digging into some of those rinse and repeat moments where it just feels like I kind of thought this was sorted, figured out. And why is it coming back? So for me, I think most recently it has shown up in this idea of like lessons that I thought I had learned keep coming back. And on the one hand, as somebody who is really curious, part of me is like, okay, that's cool. And on the other hand, it kind of plucks my very last nerve because it gets really frustrating. And I'm like, I kind of thought I figured this out. And I guess a tangible example is um, I've had a lot of, I've had open questions in like my professional life, like what's the work that I'm going to do and who am I going to be working with and for, and what does that look like? And it's May and I'm in my third iteration of it. And as this, as this third iteration has come up, there's a part of me that's like, what the fresh hell is happening? Like I thought I had all these things figured out and they were relatively consistent and set. And when I got over the irritation of the, hmm, I'm here again. Hmm, I don't really love being here again. One of the thoughts that came up was maybe these like windows of shift and transition are really the chance for me to either deepen my clarity about what I'm supposed to be doing with my professional life, or maybe part of the message is something is closer to alignment, but maybe not quite there, which also says to me, 
just be patient, which of course, for those people who know me, sometimes I can do that. And sometimes, yeah, that's just not going to happen. So that's where I'll start. What about you, Nikki? You know, honestly, I really, really love this topic today. And the reason that I say that is because I have been going through some applicable, uh, you could say challenges and topics like, like this one, uh, that has really brought me to my toes and my feet and stretched me every which way. Um, but really for me, it is this constant growth mindset that I'm really trying to lean into. And let me explain this where I'm going here. Because for me, you know, we're we're talking about this rinse and repeat. For me, there's this constant learning curve. You know, I'm never quite just there. I don't just get there. There's not too many things I can I can say I wish that I I've I've arrived. And so I am on this learning curve. And what I've noticed in particular is it's more like a growth mindset. And I'm grateful for that because oftentimes I get stuck in that, you know, that fixed mindset where I am not good at something. I'm tick, I'm just typically never good at it. So I'll never be good at it. I'm just stuck there. Right. And I think the really cool thing for me here is this, this growth place where I, I feel like I can make an impact and I can change and I can progress and improve. And I say this all because for me, and I'd love to hear more about what you have to say, but for me, it is about boundaries. Mm. We hear about boundaries. I've heard about boundaries growing up. Quite frankly, Nicole, I thought I knew what boundaries really were. And I've really had to lean into this. And to really start this out, I have to say that the examples that I had around me were very rigid with boundaries. It was very unloving when it came to boundaries. It was very my way or the highway, and it was about control. And to be quite honest with you, I think I always shied away from boundaries because I didn't want to be that person. And I thought that's how boundaries look. So you talk about an aha moment of growth with you, sister. This has been huge aha moments for me because again, I thought I knew what that looked like. And now I'm on this journey of progression. So I would love to continue to talk to you guys and will, but that's where I'm going to set this up before I get going. So how do you define boundaries? Nikki? And what kind of boundaries are you talking about? Well, the most recent one has been with family and family always seems to be, I would say the most difficult for me and maybe for a lot of listeners out there. Um, I don't think I really knew even what the definition of a boundary, what that really is, but I think it's a lot of different things for me. What, what boundaries, what, what it looks like and how it should feel. But if I were to sum it up now, I think it is a healthy barrier of protection that helps me be able to maintain healthy relationships and move forward in a healthy 
way with people around me. And that's just a Nikki version of, <laughs> of what a boundary, you know, looks like it's not scholarly. It's not a scholarly definition, but it's, it's one that I think I progress through now. How about you? Is there, I'm sure you, you've really studied about this, right? About boundaries. I, yeah. Well, I think, um, boundaries invokes a couple different images. I think the common, like the common idea about a boundary is that it's, it's a fence and it's like a good fences make good neighbors. Um, and it's hard and fast and it's, um, and it's, there's a rub there. Like it's somehow like aggressive and I don't think boundaries are aggressive and I don't think they are fences. I think our, our boundaries are, kind of that, that space where we, where the circle of ourselves kind of interfaces with the circle of other people or situations or things in our lives. And it's that, it's that crossover place. And for me, a boundary means, um, am I, am I staying true to myself and am I honoring myself? Or am I focused on someone, focused on someone else and um, potentially putting their needs before mine? Um, it's an interesting, yeah, it's, it's an interesting concept because to me, they're always growing and changing. Like the boundaries that I have, things that I things that I automatically said yes to and did as a younger person are not the things that I would automatically say yes to and do now. And that is a reflection of who I am, how I've grown, how I feel about myself. Um, I think part of, part of boundaries is knowing who we are, understanding what we need um, and having our actions and our words and our internal yes and no in alignment with who we are and what we need. Ooh, there's a lot of good definitions I heard there. I even wrote, it's funny. I wrote actually some of those same things down. Um, one of the biggest ahas for me was what you just mentioned, you know, the end of the day, looking at the mirror and, and being able to feel good about who you are and how, you know, you talk to people, how you talk to yourself, how you are able to align those morals and values and all that gets really tricky with other people that maybe don't have the same values or don't respect the values. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I laugh that, that you have. So, but yeah, what, what I wanted to talk about kind of about this, cause this is the rinse and the repeat. And when you and I talk about this a lot is again, how I'm always fascinated with how things show up. And, and, yep. and for me, again, I think it, I think this is a theme that is always worth repeating here because learning to have an, a self-awareness and learning to kind of figure out, it's almost like little lights that start blinking inside of us, those protector lights. Hey, yep. something's wrong here. And I think the more in tune we can get with that, at least for me, the better the outcome, because you're going to move on that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and I don't know about you, but this, this, this whole rinse and everything and, and kind of coming back to this is, 
I think the part where I'm coming back to here is learning to have that voice that is firm, learning to have that voice that is loving, and then having the boldness to be able to say, look, this is what's going to happen if you continue. And that's like, for somebody that hasn't had a voice like me and really developed that, that is going to be a superpower skill moving forward, moving forward and is. But it, what the, the cool thing here is, is that I'm learning and I'm still growing and I'm having to use these skills with family. And the other aha moment here, I was, <laughs> I was talking to my counselor about this and this is kind of the sweet spot again of like the re rinsing out is, you know, for me, it was counseling. It's reading like a helpful book on boundaries. Um, it's just getting into those hard conversations and using the practicality of just doing what you learn, not just like listening to it and letting it bounce off you, but like really getting in there. But um but yeah, you know, I was I was talking to this this counselor and uh you know, just c- kind of one of those aha moments is, you know, she was she was saying, "Well, how are you going to go about doing this?" and it almost became like a plan of attack. Like I never really thought about planning a conversation or or what I'm going to say to yeah. somebody. Does that not I mean like that sounded really silly to me. But when we rehearse these things to ourselves, I think that's that's pretty cool. That's practice. So you kind of like get better at the attack if you can before you actually get in there. You know, you kind of say it out loud and you kind of get to where you feel good with what you're saying a little bit. Do you have you ever done that? Have you ever well, I think that? what I, I know that's really methodical. Well, what what I heard is nervous about doing it, not wanting to set the boundary, knowing that it's important and necessary and healthy. And by talking it through, it kind of, um, it decreases the anxiety, decreases the fear about having the conversation. And yeah, I totally get that. I mean, I, I reflect back on, um, you know, my days in the Dean's office and there were absolutely times where I knew the conversation I had to have, I needed to have with a student um, (laughs) of different situations. And I would think about it, like before the meeting, I would be like, okay, (laughs) how, like, what, how do I want to frame this? Because if the objective is partnership and learning, whether or not it's high stakes or not, like, how do I want to show up? How do I want to begin this conversation? What's the sound? What's the tone that I want to set? Like, how, how can we? how can I show up so we can have a dialogue? So it's not this because the whole, if it feels like somebody's being attacked or if it feels like it's this tactical gotcha moment, like nothing good happens from that. Mm. And I definitely used to think through some of those conversations or potentially like conversations, easy and sometimes really difficult ones with team members and colleagues, like for in me and a supervisory role, I absolutely thought about those conversations. Like, Hmm what do we want the, like the outcome that we're going for is this, how do we get there? And it wasn't as though I had a script, but I definitely gave thought to, I know this person, 
Um, they know me, this is going to be a different conversation than we've had. How do we get to this place and get to the outcome that we want to be like and, and arrive at the outcome? So yeah, I've, that is something that I have definitely done in my personal and professional lives for quite a while. Yeah. Which is really cool. I mean, especially like us, you know, individuals that have been in education and meetings mm-hmm. and organization and, you know, when we, when we have a plan, even if it's not, as you say, you know, I said script, but nothing's ever perfect. But if you have a plan or some kind of organization that really does take the heat off of whatever's going on for sure. And I think that's really a great skill across the board. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? With just, you can apply that to so many things here. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So boundaries. Yeah. This is a work in progress that I am. And I would, I would definitely say this was another very unpredictable thing. And I'm sure a lot of people out there that are really great at boundaries could, could go. Yep. Yep. I I know, I know what you're about to say. And yeah, yeah, is that sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. And I didn't know that. That tells you how clueless I was on boundaries sometimes. What do you mean? And tell me more about that. I'm, I don't know that I'm following. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. So when you articulate those boundaries, there's mm-hmm. going to be friction. And maybe that other person, even as nicely and compassionately that you feel like you are saying and doing mm-hmm. is oftentimes still not going to come across right. It's just not because that person for whatever reason has always had their way doing X, Y, and Z, and they don't want it to change. And so then it may not even become about you and you personally, but about them feeling uncomfortable on the edge to look at that, like, well, but you are controlling me. You're telling me that you don't want this anymore. And they get flustered about that. And so for me personally, it got worse because that person really didn't want that. (laughs) They didn't, they didn't want the boundary. So there was an explosion there on their part. And yes, it got bad for a little bit there. But then once they were able to eventually see the big picture and to see that those boundaries were being held, they kind of ended up having a respect for that. But that did not come, oh, heavens, that did not come beautifully in a wrapped gift with a bow on top. Does that make sense? Well, and I think you're definitely not alone in that. I mean, I think that's what typically, I think that's a really common response because, um, when we don't, when, when we, like, if I don't have any boundaries in a relationship and I give away my power and let somebody else determine how they're going to treat me and what that relationship is going to be and the role that I play in their lives. And I am in the backseat waiting to be told and guided and controlled and directed. Um, First of all, I feel like crap. I wonder if I'm enough. I wonder if I'm a failure. My identity and self-worth is tied to this person and how this person treats me. And I've given away any agency that I have as an individual, which is hard. And then (laughs) when I decide that 
I'm tired of feeling this way. <laughs> I'm tired of feeling as though I'm at their beck and call, um, or I mean, whatever it is. Like when yeah. I when I reach that point of, hmm, maybe I actually do have a voice here. Maybe I do have some agency. Maybe I can make a decision. Maybe I am worth like putting into this equation. And I just start saying, yeah, I totally understand how for the past year, two years, five years, 20 years, I've said yes to this. That no longer feels great to me. I'm actually going to decline and say no. Of course, that person's going to have a massive reaction because they are comfortable being the person who is in control and being the person who is dominating and being the person who is like, this is dictating and not having it be like uh, an on the level conversation and an on the level relationship. And they're comfortable with us not having boundaries. So when we start to feel like I am worth it, this does take a toll. This doesn't feel good. I want something to shift and that, and our, when we know that, and then when our words match our actions, people who are used to us being like being able to just be walked right over, have a, what the fresh hell moment? Like, why does this have to change? Because it, because now they are uncomfortable because we are growing. That's it. Beautiful. Yeah. You, you said that beautifully. And I don't want to like really belabor this point, but yet at least my circle around me, yeah, I am finding that a lot of people, not every, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know what I mean? But there are quite a few people around me that don't really know the process to this. And I really think, and I just, I just jotted and you can chime in at any point, yeah. just a few little tips here on what I got out of these boundaries. And you can tell me what you think you can sure. add, delete, but I thought this is a great, maybe this could be helpful to somebody else out there. Cause this was, this was brutal for me. All right. So the first one, this reminder is a boundary. Isn't to take control of the other person's actions. Number one, number two, Remember, grace has a place in the conversation. And I love this. I love this quote. Um, this was a counselor that said, say what you mean and mean what you say. Yeah. The third, boundaries help you fight for the relationship. So you're not like left out with the resentment, bitterness, mm -hmm. all the garbage, right? So take the trash out there. Number four. A boundary without real consequences will never be taken seriously. Yeah. Yo, buddy. And then the last one is remember to play out how this boundary will benefit you. And you talked about that very well. Our sanity, our peace, our values, who we want to be, how we want to show up, blah, blah, blah. So that was a list that I actually wrote this stuff down stuff that I learned from different places and people yeah. in this book. And I'm like, I get those out. And when it comes to boundary time, I like read them over and they're very helpful for me mm -hmm. as we speak, moving through uh, these relationships that are very sticky for me. And, and honestly, this outline really helped me to implement those very difficult boundaries with, with my mom. Yeah. that I was talking about that was very hard. And, yeah. and I can say on the other side, it's a breath of fresh air. 
Mm -hmm. It's, it's once you implement and you start doing it and you stay in there, it gets easier. It gets better. Mm -hmm. The respect, everything really starts to fall in place, at least for me at this point, anything you want to add to that? What do you think? I guess what I would say is, and the dynamics and the energy and the relationship shifts and likely shifts to something that feels better. So when you come in and out of those interactions, you come in fresh instead of like carrying a backpack of like bitterness and resentment or, or irritation or like frustration that's that you've just been like chucking that little rock in the back of your backpack. And then all of a sudden you're like, here I am. And you've got this heavy backpack on and it's frustrating because mm-hmm. that's what we bring in. Um, and if we have an opportunity to put ourselves in the equation of the relationship as, um, and we take that seriously and we honor that and realize that our relationships grow and change all the time. And that like the boundaries that I had with family members when I was a teenager, when I was in college, when I was in grad school are different than they are today because we're different people. So it's also this really powerful reminder that like our shoes, like our pants, like our bras, whatever, we outgrow them. (laughs) Mm. And when you outgrow them, there's a need to think about it, reset it. Is this like, is this where I want it to be? Do I want to adjust it and figure out how to have those conversations and how to adjust them? Um, Because if they stay the same, then we're also putting ourselves in this like really tight box. So part of it for me would be Put yourself in the equation as an, as an equal person, not as a less than, not, a, not in a role, but like, how do I want to show up? So do you feel like you're better? Cause do you feel better at boundaries right now than you did when you were younger? And did you have some Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, part separate conversation, but I think this whole idea of communication and agency and boundaries needs to be honestly curriculum and health classes and curriculum in different classes and schools, because along with so many other things, mm-hmm. <laughs> if mm-hmm. we want thriving, healthy societies, if we want a thriving, healthy community, you know, state, country, society, global community, we have to know how to communicate. We have to put ourselves in the equation We need to learn how to ask for what we need. We need to learn how to say yes and how to say no and how to communicate when there's tension or something is inappropriate and hurtful. And that needs to be taught and it needs, there needs, and part of teaching it is an opportunity to practice. And there aren't a lot of places that practice that. Man, you hit the nail on the head. That's why I think these conversations are so good. You know, if we can share what we learn and what we know, I mean, we're going to be, we're going to be better for it because it isn't innate. I didn't just learn. Mm -mm. And if you, if you have really crummy examples (laughs) around you, that might scare you off what you think a boundary should look like. And if you've always seen it as something negative and just, you know, so confrontational, terrible, then, you know, I, cause I have friends around me. Nobody wants to rock the boat at times. Right. Like mm-hmm. I heard somebody say one time that 
if you're, if you're in any kind of relationship where you are always getting along and you've never had a fight, would you agree that that's not necessarily a healthy relationship? I've heard. Well, yeah. I mean, because I think it's, um, whether or not it's a disagreement about what to make for dinner, where to eat, what we want to do this weekend, or with some bigger, you know, some deeper level conversation, you know, people are not always going to agree. And again, boundaries don't mean, don't have to mean confrontation and attack and any of those things. It just means we are honoring who we are and we're honoring our voice and our, and ourselves as a person, which means, wow, that didn't feel right. Wow. That didn't sound right. Ooh, I don't, I don't, I need you to say that again, because what I just heard is this and holy crap, I'm having a massive reaction to that. And that might not be what you meant. And those are boundaries and those don't have to result in, you know, some massive conflict or ending of a relationship or confrontation. Those can be a conversation. So beautiful, beautiful. And and I love too how you just said that it doesn't necessarily mean that a, a relationship has to be over. If anything, no. I think these boundaries are there to improve them. And for you and whoever it is that, that you're having an issue with, to, to like you say, to kind of get on the same page and be stronger for whatever it is you guys are going through and not, you know, it's really easy to just ditch somebody like back in high school days. I mean, a lot of people abandon each other over things that they can't communicate or say mm-hmm. or do. But if we could just get in a place where we can talk it out civilly and, you know, be able to articulate that, as you say, and be patient and loving in the way we do that. But that is not always easy, is it? But yeah. it's a great, it's a great goal. And I do think it is feasible. Yeah. If people have an open mind and an open heart and a desire for connections and a desire to um, grow together and grow as individuals, absolutely. But you could probably say, on the other hand, that sounded real fluff and optimistic, but not everybody wants to conform. Not everybody wants the rules. Not everybody wants once wants to play the way you want to play either. Right. And well, so and that's okay too. I mean, because again, part of it is mm-hmm. like, does this still work? And if it doesn't still work, that's okay too. Like it's okay when things don't work. Mm-hmm. And if something no longer works or no longer serves us, it doesn't mean that we have failed. It might mean that we have outgrown it. It can mean that it no longer fits and that's okay too. Beautiful. When something and, ends doesn't mean it's tied to failure. I and I love that. So I it can, go it ahead. can simply be this has run its course. I've outgrown this. We've outgrown each other. Um, we really want different things. Our needs and our interests and our wants have shifted and they're in completely different directions. And so like be well, be well, live well, take good care. Like it doesn't have to be. I mean, some of it can be painful, but that's also a choice. It's also a choice whether or not we want to turn everything into, I got screwed. I'm the victim. This is painful because not everything has to be like, it can be, it can be graceful. So girl, you said it great. I think this is a great way for us to kind of end this segment with our midlife calling episode. 
would love to hear all of you guys out there. We would love to hear you chime in on these boundaries and on the things that you're having to go back to. It may not be boundaries. It may be something else, but we wish you guys the very best, best luck in all of your relationships and God bless. Take good care. Thanks for tuning in today.